Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this podcast, host Bill Hodges talks with Kelly McCaig, Director of the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency. The wars are over, but not everyone came home. If this agency has anything to do with it, they will. Director McKeg has dedicated a lot of his life both as a Major General in the United States Air Force and as a civilian to locating our lost comrades and reuniting them with their families. This program will help you discover how you can help them in their efforts to ensure the words, no one left behind, are fulfilled and that our country is keeping that promise. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And I've got a great guest with me today, Director Kelly McKegg, Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency. And many of us go to meetings every month or so often. And we are asked to stand. And as they read off the directions about the POW MIA table, and maybe for many of us, it's gotten maybe a little bit jaded or old, but this program is going to bring it right back to you why we do that. Director McKeg, welcome to the show. Give us a background on your organization. Thanks very much, Bill. And it's a privilege to be on your program and more importantly for what you do for your veteran audience. Uh, You described it perfectly, whether it's the POW MIA table, the chair, or the iconic black and white POW MIA flag. Those words are so powerful and poignant. You are not forgotten. And simply put, the Department of Defense through our agency, DPAA, Uh, endeavors to find missing Americans from World War II through Operation Iraqi Freedom and hopefully identify them and bring them home to their families. You know, the Army, of course, and I guess the other services, no man left behind. And this is really fulfilling that total promise. Absolutely. And it's one where the numbers over time have gotten better simply because the military has gotten better at personnel recovery, which is finding the KIA killed in action soldier, sailor, airman, or Marine shortly after the battle. Unfortunately, there are still 81,000 MIAs from World War II through Operation Iraqi Freedom. 81,000? Yes, sir. Of which we estimate 38,000 to be recoverable. Boy, that's something. I really didn't realize there were that many. Are the bulk of those World War War II, I mean? They are. There are 72,000 from World War II. 7,500, 7,500 from Korea, 1,500 from Vietnam, and it drops precipitously after that. 
I give you those numbers so you can see the improvement that the military has made on personnel recovery and juxtapose that against the fact that in Operation Enduring Freedom, 20 years of combat in Afghanistan, there is not a single MIA from Operation Enduring Freedom. Wow. That says a lot, really. It does. I've been watching the Ukraine-Russian conflict, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of Russian bodies laying all over the place. I don't know that they're getting recovered, or even that they care for that matter. We're one of the few countries in the world that not only follow through on that commitment to leave no man behind or woman, but also the fact that we are still fulfilling a promise made to those that did not return. And uh, that's what we endeavor to do in DPAA in 46 countries as we endeavor to, again, find, identify, and repatriate those remains to their loved ones. How many families do you reach this way? With 38,000 that you think are recoverable, how do you reach families? So part of our mission, the second part of our mission is to connect and communicate with families. Obviously, we've been doing the Vietnam War accounting mission for 37 years. So we know those families. We have full contact with those families. Similarly, for the Korean War families, unfortunately, because World War II is relatively new, uh, we were not given this mission to proactively uh, accomplish until 2010. And really? so and so we don't have contact with about 80% of the World War II families. And part of our mission is not only awareness, and I thank you for contributing to increasing that awareness, but we also hold family member updates six times a year throughout the country. You were here in Tampa recently. We were. We were in Orlando a week and a half ago. Uh, we were able to meet with over 300 families. Uh, wow. Predominantly World War II, but uh, surprisingly, 67% of the families that were there, this was their first time at a DPAA event. How did they know to come? So the services that their loved ones served in contact them because the services, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, have in their database every single missing American, but more importantly, their next of kin. And so they notify them by letters, by emails to let them know about these events that we hold periodically throughout the country. Many of the World War II vets, we have four of them that meet with the group that I meet in. They've lost everybody pretty much. How do people, if they want to get involved and be part of this, let you know that I, I'm, my uncle was a World War II vet. He was lost. How can I help you find him? First of all, the biggest way is to provide their DNA sample. And it's something that they can provide. It's a simple swab of their inner cheek. Uh, they put it in a self-addressed envelope uh, that's mailed to them. Kit is mailed to them, and they take their DNA and mail it to the service casualty office. That information can be found on our website, www.dpaa.mil. And upon receiving that, we will hold their DNA on file and should remains be recovered, we will always check against that database to see if there could be a DNA match. So how many generations, for instance, if it was my uncle, would I still be valuable in finding him? 
DNA technology today continues to improve. We are able to go down four generations from the service member. And if we had that DNA from that fourth generation family member, we can still make a match of those remains against that DNA sample. You were talking about a family getting together. You mentioned to me offline, 17 people from one family. Can you tell us about that? That was an incredible story. So this is the family of 2nd Lieutenant Ferris Weekly, who was from Florida. He was a B-24 navigator, uh, shot down in August of 1943 in Operation Tidal Wave, which was the huge bombing run against the Romanian oil fields. 2nd Lieutenant Weekly's remains were not recoverable, were not recovered and identified back after the war. However, uh, many unknowns were who were not able to be identified were recovered off the battlefield and taken and interred at American cemeteries in France and Belgium. Uh, two years ago, we disinterred all of those remains. Oh, really? And we, we are in the process of identifying a number of them. Uh, one was a Medal of Honor recipient, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Addison Baker uh, from Ohio. He was identified last year. And Lieutenant Weekly, he was identified uh, recently. And more importantly, if you can imagine, 17 family members, a sister, Marva, a brother, Dallas, and 15 other family members, intergenerational, were all there in Orlando to hear from the Army that their brother, their uncle, was coming home. An absolutely wow. incredible feeling and one for these family members who have long sought answers to receive the ultimate answer. You're dealing with countries, many of which were enemies. And a lot of my old World War II vets don't even want you to mention the word Japanese, especially those that served in that theater. When your people go into these countries, how well are they received? So, Bill, we work in 46 countries all over the world. Europe, Asia, uh, Indo-Pacific region, the, the Oceania, all 46 countries admire the United States for doing this. In fact, they readily cooperate, they collaborate. Uh, oftentimes, we are not able to do our work if not for the cooperation of these 40, actually 45 countries. I forgot that we had just completed all MIAs from Lithuania have been uh, recovered and identified. So we're down to 45 countries. Three of the countries that we work closely with are, as you mentioned, former enemies, Germany, Japan, and Vietnam. All three countries steadfastly support the United States in this effort, and one that we, again, value the relationship that we have. Because it's a humanitarian mission, it's also one that serves as a tool of diplomacy uh, for the United States and dealing with these countries to, again, expand the partnership, the alliance that we have with them. One exception, and that would be North Korea. Yeah, that's that's a bad thing because there's quite a few there. Or we we there are. There are so of the seven thousand five hundred missing from the Korean War, five thousand three hundred are in North Korea. It's unfortunate because we operated there successfully for ten years, from nineteen ninety six to two thousand and five, and since then we have not been back. And it's unfortunate, and it causes great anxiety, great concern, and more importantly, sadness from the families who know their loved ones are in North Korea. I don't believe I have any listeners in North Korea, but we do have them in 47 countries. Many of them are expatriates, 
They've learned that they go to Vietnam or Mexico or wherever. They can live on what they get. What help could they be to you? Oftentimes for veterans, if they are veterans, they may know and have archival information. They may have records in their files of a battlefield loss, of a comrade in arms that they know is still missing. That information is often helpful to our historians and researchers. Oh. Uh, also, if there are veterans who possess a particular skill, like explosive ordnance disposal technicians, medics, linguists, oftentimes we will take them as volunteers to assist the team that is deployed for 45 to 60 days. Gee, that sounds like a great opportunity. I never thought of the archival pictures, things of that nature that may link to an individual and where they were and what was happening. We've taken many veterans, particularly from the Vietnam War, back to Vietnam, Laos, or Cambodia. And it's incredible the memories that they have and are able to take us to the site and more importantly, recount the actions of that day of the loss of their comrade in arm. You know, it's getting, as you pointed out to me, again, offline. Some of these areas, like Southeast Asia, the soil is so acidic that it's not going to be long before we're not going to find something. Particularly in Southeast Asia, Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam, the soil acidity is the pH of a lemon, which degrades bone, and oftentimes our teams are only finding teeth. And it's fortunately because of the enamel on the teeth, it protects the, the DNA, it protects the bone inside the enamel, from degradation. Director McKegg, we've got about two minutes. I know I haven't asked you everything you want to get across. Is there something you'd like to share with us in that time period? Bill, these are unreturned veterans. They made the supreme sacrifice on behalf of our nation. It's an obligation, a sacred obligation, in fact, a moral imperative that we as a country need to do everything humanly possible to find them, to identify them, and to reunite them with their family, to bring them home. In our laboratories in Honolulu and Omaha, Nebraska, across the door is this incredible quote from then Vice President Calvin Coolidge shortly after World War I. He said, the nation that forgets its defenders will itself soon be forgotten. Thank God the United States has not forgotten. And the Department of Defense through DPAA will continue to fulfill that promise made not just to the service member, but more importantly to their family. Well, You've given a lot of ideas to my listeners. I hope some of them will jump up and say, hey, I've got pictures. I've got this. I've got that. I know my buddy didn't come home. Maybe I can help you find him. And I really appreciate your coming on the air with me. Bill, thanks again for what you do for veterans. And more importantly, God bless you and your listeners. Well, thank you. And your PIO officer, Ashley Wright, she has been very cooperative and very helpful. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Veterans Corner Radio. I'm Bill Hodges. My guest has been Director Kelly McKegg, Defense PIW, MIA Accounting Group. And thank you for your work. God bless you. Make it happen. Bring these fellows home. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. 
Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.